right. This is the Metal Utopia Podcast. I'm Hayden. And I am Joey. Sadly, Pico is not with us today. Uh, he had to do something last minute. But we do have a good selection of songs this week that we are pretty excited to talk, talk about. Yup. So, okay. uh... We got two more. Oh, we got Yob. Got the cosmic. What is it called? The cosmic. I'm trying to find it. So that's the. That's the. Is that the band name? I thought it was. Oh, cool. that cosmic. I. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's fire down below. I yeah. keep thinking band name is the cosmic pilgrim. Yeah. And then we have zeal and ardor. 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 I just say it fast. Order. Yeah, I'm pretty excited though because Zeal and Ardor. Uh, is it cool if we start off with them? Yeah, totally cool with me. All right. So Zeal and Ardor were actually they're pretty new. Uh, their first album was from 2016, and it was one of my favorite albums from that year. Uh, I already told you this, but this is just for our viewers, well, listeners. But uh, they're really interesting. They're like experimental black metal, almost like a techno black metal. If you yeah, know. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. And then of course uh, their backstory. I don't know how common it is, but basically, Zeal, uh, he was this Swedish sort of electro pop musician, and he he's like, okay, that's cool and all, but I want to branch out. So he branches out, and he gets with this underground metal dude uh, who's now going by the pseudonym Ardor, and they they make music together under that pseudonym now, which I think is really cool. So is is it uh, just a two piece? Does Ardor like is he a uh, is he a multi instrumentalist kind of guy? It's just the two piece. I'm pretty sure Ardor does the multi instrumentals, and then Zeal does the vocals and the. Um, like electronics, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's just the backstory I've heard. I'm pretty sure it's true, but I have no actual way to prove it. <laughs> I trust you. Yeah, they, they they were new to me. I really liked uh, the guy's harsh vocals. Yeah, the song, the song we oh, the song we did was "Fire of Motion." But yeah, for everyone wondering. Yeah, and the the harsh vocals were were really awesome. They were like a, yeah. a good shrieking kind of black metal type of vocal they're pretty good at clean vocals too this wasn't their best uh showing of them but mm. some of their songs have pretty good clean vocals yeah they they seemed the rest on their new one. album though like yeah. but it didn't seem like they were trying to like sing kind of well it seemed like uh they were trying to set some kind of mood i want to check the song out like or maybe even the whole album because I feel like there's there's a lot going on and you need to like pay attention to figure it all out. Yeah. It's really interesting the way that they work, like their music works. Cause like you'll be listening and it's like, what was that? Like what? Because sometimes it'll just slip from like uh, a single person's vocals to like an entire sort of like group chorus and then it'll just switch back to one person and it's really it's really crazy like it adds a very ominous yeah they seem super experimental and kind of dissonant like that yeah it's they're like 
prog. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to think yeah. what they are. Uh, they, they cover so many genres. Like, sometimes they even go out yeah. of metal. Like, sacri- Sacrilegium 1 through 3 off of their first album. I probably didn't say that right. It sounded but, right. Uh, if memory serves right. Yeah. But if memory serves right, the first one is like a weird techno, almost electronic piece. The second one is like a music box. And then the third one is like pure black oh. metal. That sounds kind of awesome. And those are, yeah, they're paced throughout the album, so it's like a nice feel sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this song for the most part. I just, I feel like I need to give it some more listens to like fully know what's going on, you know? It didn't yeah, seem like a, it, it wasn't a first listen, like, oh, I get, I get what's going on here. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I mean, what I don't remember how many... <laughs> I don't remember how many listens to the album it took me to like really understand what yeah. was going on. Plus, it also took me like reading the the uh, basis of what the band's music is. Yeah, to figure about, it out, to understand. Yeah, knowing the backstory helps a little bit. It makes sense, like what the, why the music's so experimental. Yeah, and then the music itself is based off of like an alternate reality, is what I've heard mm-hmm. it described as. Where back in slave, like American slave times, uh, the African American slaves to rebel against their masters would start worshiping the devil, and they would sing like while working. They would sing hymns in the field about like killing saints and children and stuff, and like. That's what their song River Run Red is about. That's like 100% what it is. You can even hear like the clanking of chains during it. It's yeah, that's quite the concept. It's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm cool with moving on, if yeah. you are. What do you want to do next? I would say, uh, I would say Yob. Yob Wordingly. Or uh, Fire Down Below. Let's do Yob first. <laughs> I've got more. Yeah. I know you have a lot yeah, to say on especially now. for this song. This album was, uh, for the most part, really, really good. It's a seven-song album, and it's like an hour and 20 minutes. But, like, yeah, there's this... The album, I mean, the song we did was 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge song, but it's it's really, really beautiful. Like, it's a... It's like an acoustic-driven piece. It didn't feel... No, it didn't feel, like, almost it 16 minutes. It didn't feel 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it just felt it. That's always a yeah, talent. It just felt like an enjoyable song, but like this song is really vocally driven, which I know Pico doesn't like. But I think his voice on this album is really, really strong. Like you can, f- yeah, it's a lot better. You than can feel the emotion. The first Yob song I've heard. First Yob song I've heard is the screen, which we reviewed earlier. Mm-hmm. This year. But I'm very surprised by the sound of the voice surprised by the complexity in the music I mean I shouldn't be because I've heard you and Pico preach to the high heavens <laughs> about how great these guys they are. can be they have they I, I've, other than clearing the path to, to ascend none of their albums to me are like good top to bottom God damn. I like I like bits and pieces of the album or I like certain songs but I've never like even with this one like uh, there, there are certain songs I love like this song Beauty and Falling Leaves I think it's one of my three favorite like Yob songs. It's it's huge. The atmosphere is gorgeous. The bass line sounds so yeah. good. 
Yeah, I just, I really love this song. Beauty and Falling Leaves is great. Like, uh, I can't remember if it went throughout the entire song, but I know it happened at least twice, where everything would just build and build, and there was just so much emotion behind it. I think the that's the chorus. And it would I just think the song. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was and the it's, chorus. Yeah, it's such a big, like, powerful chorus. It doesn't, doesn't feel like a your standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus kind of thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. building and massive. And then it finally ends on, like, a two-minute, just, like, calm section. Relaxing. I actually didn't want the song, like, obviously, I didn't want the song to be yeah. over. Because I was like, there was no way that we <laughs> I did not... That was probably, like, five minutes. Yeah, they're, they're instrumental sections. They'll do them for, like, three to five minutes, but they feel so just short because they're so well done and so well pieced together. So, like, the intro will be, like, five minutes, and you don't even notice it. It feels like it was, like, a minute. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, probably going to listen to some more. definitely got to. I also think uh, the title's just kind of cool. I think it's a real... It's just, like seeing beauty in everyday things and I know the album has to do with yeah. like him almost losing his life so I think it's a pretty powerful message in the song yeah yeah like take we take everything for granted yeah so since he like almost lost his life he can now like go outside and just enjoy being outside and seeing everything around him I think it's a nice nice message yeah that's really gotta change you though for sure So how did you feel about Tombaugh? That's where I want to hit that. Oh, man, I loved, loved this song. <laughs> when I was uh, first hearing this album, I was enjoying it, like, a lot. I love this album. But the second this riff kicked yeah. in, I was like, ooh, I think this is going to be my favorite song. <laughs> and it never slowed down. It was good. It didn't slow down at all. And the drummer is the vocalist, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's he's weird. That plays like I think drums. One of the only other bands I know that does that is Carnifex, mm-hmm. and they're uh, deathcore. Yeah, yeah. I mean death metal, depending on who you yeah. ask. But yeah, they kind of have a, a carcass sound, like we were talking earlier. But uh, also, yeah, Tumult yeah, yeah, uh, does. Yeah, Carnifex. Yeah, Tumult does. Uh, and I know Code Orange also has a drummer that does the vocals, but Code Orange, like, has yeah, everyone do Jamie the vocals. Morgan. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's just Jamie and oh, Reba. Okay. The bassist and the drummer. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Tomb... But they're pretty... Tomb World's a, a, a two-piece out of Canada, and they're, they're pretty sick. They're actually playing a show with Gate Creeper and Full of Hell in Toronto right now. And I wow. wish I was there. <laughs> I can see them going together well. Uh, these guys definitely fit on a playlist with like Gay Creeper. Just a lot of those really crusty gems. They're, they're, they're dirty. They have the Swedish influence in the vocals for sure. And then oh, those yeah. guitar tones are a nasty. Little bit of this, a little bit of this song kind of reminded me of a bitch. Oh, yeah. I can see that. With like the heavy bass mm-hmm. tones. Like just the thumping, pounding. It was a south, southern death metal. That's okay. I, I could it. see that. Like 
just there's the uh, I, I call it like the slamming riffs, but not like not from like slam metal. But they like the, the riffs yeah. make me feel like slamming. But uh, Tumult, uh, shit, what was I just about to say? <laughs> Tumult is good. Oh. I this is the first two molds oh, I've heard. Oh, what I was gonna uh, say was uh, so okay. That answers my question. Uh, they put out their their first album last year in 2017, and it was really good. Don't get me wrong, but the production yeah. was kind of off. Like if you turned it up too loud, the drums were crass. Like they hurt your ears. Or maybe me. I have I have little sensitive baby ears. I like my music loud, but I need I need my my drums to not not be so like violent when they when they crash and i think the production on this album is perfect for like dirty death metal because you can still hear everything but it still feels like fuzzy and moldy for lack of a better word (laughs) so they got the name they apparently actually got the name from bloodborne I've never played that really? one, but yeah, apparently uh, two molds like something from Bloodborne, and a lot of the lyrics have to do with like Bloodborne lore. I don't remember two molds on Bloodborne, but maybe that's just me. I didn't finish it. Yeah, I've, I've never played that one. Oh, uh, man. But I don't know. I'm a little weird with two molds. Like, they were good, but mm-hmm. probably not something I would really listen to. It's like, totally fair. Good, but not something I would that's fair I mean, these guys are in that thing yeah I've been getting really really deep into death metal like that I have this album in the mail My right death now metal wow <laughs> my kind of death metal is more the uh, like your carcasses obituary <laughs> cannibal corpse oh well no uh, I also like a lot of the heavy really heavy stuff for me, it's either slam or like '80s death metal. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into the I mean, new so- like the new revival of old school death metal right now. I'm really liking it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can jam to some Archfire, even though their front man has like an ego bigger than Texas. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh. Oh man, but Tumult is good. I like Tumult from what I've heard. Yeah, and the, the other thing I really like about this song is like, they do this on a lot of songs on the album. It's like it'll be going for about half the time and it's really intense and it's good. But like right about that halfway mark or like three minute mark, the drums like kick, like change their pace. They slow down for a second. And then they usually completely change the tempo of the song and speed it up even more. I fucking love it. <laughs> they do it like right at the guitar solo in this song, uh, Chamber of the Sacred Uthika, whatever the fuck that means, and it's awesome. <laughs> I dig it. So, me too. Uh, should we move on to our final selection of this week? Yeah, we should. Pico's personal selection. All right. Yeah. This is uh, the Cosmic Pilgrim by Fire Down Below. That's it. Yeah, the, both of those. That I, I see your point, but the Cosmic Pilgrim so, sounds like a band name, and Fire Down Below sounds like a track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the, I I enjoyed it. I 
I didn't realize the track was nine minutes. Like, I thought it was shorter. Yeah, I thought it was shorter, too. And I didn't dislike it, but this is not what I was expecting when Pico was like, I want this one yeah. on the list. I would not expect <laughs> this from Pico. And then when I saw it was a nine-minute song, I was like, all right, gotta take a deep breath. Two arms. This one's gonna be a crusher. And yeah. then I was like, oh, this is... Uplift? This could be on the Two radio. radio. <laughs> To our three or four longtime listeners, <laughs> um, Pico's into depressing stuff. <laughs> yeah, Pico doesn't usually listen to such like listenable things. And this usually is straight up just heavy rock. It's not bad by any means. Yeah, it's, just, it's heavy rock. Reminds me of stuff like Baroness. Reminds yeah. me of uh, Priestess a little. Maybe not the vocals, but everything else Priestess. What did the vocals remind you of? Because I couldn't place it, but they felt familiar. Um, yeah. personally, I just when I was listening I to, almost it, I was need like, to double check. Yeah, yeah, I, that is putting you on the spot. It's, but when I was listening, I was it's just somewhere. Like, oh, I feel like I know this, but I couldn't quite place it. But it did feel for familiar. Me it's somewhere between. For me, it's somewhere between like Foo Fighters. And like Baroness, maybe yeah, yeah. between yeah, Foo Fighters and good. Because I was gonna say it needs, it needs some more like stoner in it, but yeah, the Baroness covers that. Freedom Hawk. I've never heard of Freedom, Freedom Hawk. Freedom Hawk. Never heard of them. Ah, oh, geez, they're they're pretty good. It reminds me a little. Definitely bit. check them out. It reminds me a little bit of ASG, which is a relapse band. They're another like. Stoner heavy rock band, but yeah, it was, it was super cool stuff. I just it, it was it just Never didn't really stand out to me. I enjoyed it, but it didn't. Nothing really like stood out to me. I'm shocked it was nine minutes because it didn't feel like it. And yeah, I don't know. It just yeah. it, it didn't feel like an epic nine minute song. It just was like I listened to it. And I was like, holy shit, that was nine minutes. All right. <laughs> do you know Truck Fighter? I do. I know the album Gravity Hanks. That album's dope. Yeah. The vocals remind me of Truck Fighters. I could see that. I could see that. Specific, yeah, specifically of like Gravity X with their song Desert Cruiser or their song Hawk Shaw off of the. That's, I think that's, that's probably what I'm thinking of is Truck Fighters. Because I do, I do enjoy amazing Truck Fighters. Yeah, it's pretty good. I really dig it. Yeah, I, I can't say it at all. Yeah, and all the songs this week I dig, but I probably wouldn't have on my personal playlist. Yeah, I could see that. Those yeah, two, two Mold and Yab are on my playlist, though. I love those. Uh, closest one to my playlist is probably Zeo and Arder. Yeah, that one's just experimental. Just, I feel like that one would need to be on a Zeo and Arder playlist. <laughs> my playlist is really weird. It's got, like... <laughs> Immortal Technique on the same playlist is like Mark Spire. Okay, I know some Immortal Technique and Leprous and Goldfinger. Okay, yeah, that's a little goofy. <laughs> it's just songs that I really yeah, like. It's got Conan bleeding through. Just uh, whatever's tickling your fancy. Yeah, just stuff that I love. Makes sense. Yeah. This week was... its It feels a little hollow without Pico here. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> because we we agree a lot on the <laughs> podcast, so it went viral quicker. It's true, we didn't have a lot Pico's to like, argue always, about. Yeah, Pico's the one who's always like, 
So that song wasn't good in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> after after we just praised it for like four minutes, <laughs> he he probably would have had some negative things to say about the odd song. I think he wouldn't have liked the Zeal and Harder song first. Yeah, he probably would have had negative things to say about both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's okay. That's what we love him for. Yeah. And and we can still hear your negativity even without you here, Pico. We can feel it. <laughs> we can feel you scrutinizing this podcast. <laughs> you got a you got a recommendation for this week? Uh I mean I would say oh, of course, uh Nimix Mortis album came out yep. today. Been listening to it off and on, almost done with it. Nice. And I'm a little disappointed. Oh, it's I haven't checked it out yet. So, like, you know how their final single before the album released, it had, like, the high vocal yeah, yeah. bit? A couple of the songs on the album had I was that wondering. a lot more frequent. I was wondering. Like, since that was the finale, I was like, that feels like it's probably a recurring thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they took a little influence from Overkill on this album. Oh, okay. Which is not a bad thing, yeah. but I'm not an Overkill fan. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So this does not... This is probably my second favorite album by them, though. I will say that. Uh, it's really good, just not what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something that would beat their first album. And we did not get that with this. Yeah, that's okay. And this was like their fourth or fifth, right? Yeah, I think this is their fifth album. Okay. And so... I don't know. Uh, it's probably every still album checking just, out, though. Oh, it's definitely worth checking yeah. out. It's so much better than their... I think it's their third album. Uh, that's that's what I compare stuff to. I don't compare it to, like, the best in the discography. I compare it to the worst. That's smart, because if you only compare stuff to the best, you're going to be disappointed a lot of the time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's good. Uh, the album art kind of confuses me, because <laughs> it looks exactly like Slave to the Sword and Ride Forth. Which, I'm sorry, uh, their second album is mm-hmm. my least favorite. Mm-hmm. But I think the album art was done by the same person on the three. Oh, okay. All three of them have some form of a group of warriors fighting. Yeah. And this has like they, a similar art style. Yeah, and similar color scheme, actually. They've all got that weird yellowy hue. Uh, right Forth has it more than the other two, though. It's interesting. In Hatred's Flame, though, is definitely their, like, so far it's their best album. The one that everyone needs to look at, especially if you're a thrash fan. Yeah. I would almost call them this generation's Megadeth. Because, like, they lean closer to speed metal in some of their stuff. Like, they have some songs that are just instrumentals dedicated to them showing off their skill and ability. Yeah, yeah. But they have a little more, like, uh, edge and grit to their vocals than Megadeth, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Megadeth doesn't even compare in that. Like, they are both formed to show off, like, just amazing skills guitars. That's how I view it. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any recommendations for this week, though? I do. I have two, technically. So, one, I'm sure we're going to review next week on the podcast. Power Trip released a song on Adult Swim singles called Hornet's Nest. It's fucking sick. I'm also a Power Trip fanboy, so they can do no wrong. (laughs) 
but yeah, it'll probably be available on Spotify next week. So we'll we'll review it then, and I'll I'll spill my my thoughts about it then. But I also saw the movie Hereditary last night. Go fucking see that movie if you like horror movies. It's great. It's absolutely great. Go see it. I can't say much without spoiling it, so just go see it. Yeah. I've got... It'll fuck you up. Since since our boy Pico's not here, I guess I will take on the whole... (laughs) Uh, what not? (laughs) And then, yeah... So first off, uh, Otep released. I think it might be an album. They're might be a single. Still around? Yes. Oh. Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm backing you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just a single. Otep released a new single a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't learn about it until today. It's called "To the Gallows," and I would say avoid it as much as possible. Uh, it's not good. It's never good. Their music has never been good. Yeah. Big bummer. Uh, back in my... Back even in, like, my edgiest fades, <laughs> I would say they're only kind of okay. Like, back then, I would have said they're all right. Today, I just absolutely hate them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, they're not terrible, but they released a new single, uh, God Break Down the Door, Mm-hmm. It's not the worst thing ever, but it's, uh, I'd avoid it personally. I haven't heard it, so I guess we'll just keep it that way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But we've got a lot of good stuff. There's always good stuff coming out. Always more good than that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. This isn't really a shout-out or anything. This isn't like, listen to it, don't listen to it. This is just something that I feel like people should know. Uh, but Weezer actually released some new music a couple of weeks ago that I didn't know about until today. Huh. They released I a new single called... Yeah, they released a new single called Rosanna. I don't really listen to them often, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah. They also released a cover of Africa by Toto, and it's pretty funny. It's a really good cover. Nice. But that's all I really have to say, so... Yeah. Have you got anything else? I think I'm good. All right. Well, I've been Hayden. And I am Joey. And this has been the Metal Utopia Podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.